So I'm going to take a gamble this morning. I'm going to try something that maybe I shouldn't, uh, but I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. Whether you're here or whether you're at home, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. In fact, I'm going to ask that we turn these screens off so that there's no distraction. I just want you, uh, you can do that by hitting the black screen up in the upper left-hand corner. Um, we're going to uh, take a moment and we're going to close our eyes and we're going to go through an exercise. And so um, just do that for me. Close your eyes, whether you're here or there, close your eyes. And go through this exercise. I want you to imagine that I'm asking you to get up out of your pew. And I'm asking you to walk uh, down through the lobby. And you're going to walk kind of around those poles. You're going to walk to the uh, doorway. You're going to go down to the left. And you're going to follow that hallway uh, down past the bathrooms. And you're going to go into the kitchen. And you're going to get yourself a drink out of the refrigerator that is in the kitchenette. Now, if you are at home, uh, keep your eyes closed. If you're home, you're doing the same thing. You're getting up from wherever you are. You're going to find your way to your kitchen refrigerator. You're going to find it to the nearest refrigerator wherever you are. Um, if you are driving, please, I hope you are not closing your eyes. <laughs> uh, but if you are listening to this on the road. But my point is that I want you to try and find your way to that kitchen or the, through the lobby um, to get something to eat. Now, keeping your eyes closed for a moment. If you're a blind person doing this, if you happen to be blind listening to me talk about this, you know that what I'm asking you is possible, but it's not without its challenges. It is possible for you to do this, but it's not without its challenges. The darkness makes going through this exercise difficult without bumping into a few things, trying to find your way there, knowing exactly how many steps to take. It would be a challenge. Uh, now, if we can open our eyes and, and put the camera back on, if you're able, I want you to open your eyes. Now I want you to, sitting where you are or wherever you're at home, now I want you to imagine doing it with your eyes open. Doing the exact same thing that you just imagined doing, but I want you to do it now with your eyes open. I want you to walk down the hallway. I want you to go into the refrigerator. I want you to get you uh, that cup or that snack uh, from the other room. Doing it with your eyes open, with the sun shining through the windows, with the lights on in your home or wherever you are, you can see where you're going, and it makes it a lot easier, doesn't it? To be able to do that with your eyes open is much, much easier. And so today, as we start this message, as we talk about our true north, I want you to realize that the difference between doing that task in the dark and doing that task in the light is the difference that Jesus makes in our lives. The difference between doing that task when your eyes were shut and doing that task when your eyes were open, that is the difference that Jesus makes in your life. Jesus brings light into our darkness, and that activity, that act of bringing light into our life, is a game changer. It completely revolutionizes the way we live our lives. When you think about your life, when you think about the things that you do on a daily basis, do you feel like you are walking in darkness, stumbling around a lot of times, or do you feel like you're walking in light? How do you feel as you are walking through your life? The steps you take into tomorrow, are they shrouded in darkness? For example, does the fact that you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow bother you? Does the fact that you don't know what's going to come at you tomorrow, is that bothering you? Are you afraid of what might happen? Are you anxious about the things that are completely out of your control? Do you feel lost? Do you feel uncertain about your future? Are there moments when you feel like the ground underneath you is constantly shifting and just you can't get a stable footing? Or are you stepping forward? 
into the future, into tomorrow? Are you looking forward to tomorrow? Are you basking in the light? Do you have confidence? Do you have confidence in the knowledge that no matter what happens in your future, that God goes with you? Do you have confidence knowing that? Do you see your fears and do you face them with the knowledge that the same God who raised Jesus from the dead on Easter Sunday is shining his light upon your steps as well? The same God who we celebrated at Easter Sunday, who raised Jesus from the dead, is shining his light upon every step that you take. When you think about your day, your in and out, your day in and day out living, do you feel like you're walking in darkness or do you feel like you're walking in light? One of the most prevalent images that we see in the Bible is the contrast between lightness and darkness. Dark often has a very specific meaning for us in the Bible. When you read through the Bible, you'll see that the dark has a specific meaning over and over and over again. We see that darkness refers to people walking upon a sinful path. The Bible often characterizes people walking on a sinful path as people walking in darkness. The darkness makes it hard for a person to connect with God, to understand the good news about Jesus, to receive God's grace in their life. It's quite literally as if you can't see. It's like you can't see anything. That's what the darkness represents in the Bible. A person walking in darkness is blind in that they are not able to see the path that leads them to eternal destruction. They can't see it. If, however, in the, in the Bible, if their path is illuminated by light, such a person could see the direction that they were heading. They could see that they were heading down a bad path, and the light would tell them that they need to turn. In Baker's Evangelical Dictionary of Biblical Theology, it says this. It says, light is often characterized as good in the Bible. The difference between light and dark can be seen in the opening sentences of the Bible. Darkness, or hiddenness, was over the deep. Darkness, or, or hiddenness, was over the surface of the waters. And God spoke light. God spoke revelation. God spoke, and, and light came into being. While light itself is not divine, the light is not a god, the light is not really super special, it's not in itself divine, it is often understood metaphorically for life, for salvation, for the commandments, and for the presence of God. When we read the Bible, that's what we see in the word light. Over and over and over again, the Bible uses the imagery of light and dark to say in life there are two paths that one can take. There's one that is illuminated and there's one that is hidden. When you think about your life and you reflect on your faith, are you walking in light or are you walking in dark? Are you walking in the light or are you walking in darkness? At one time when Jesus was preaching and teaching and walking around with the people and, and he was telling them about the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven and he was loving the people, at one time when he was doing this, he stood outside the temple of Jerusalem. And there was a large crowd that had gathered around to hear him, him speak. And in the presence of all the people and the religious leaders, Jesus made the following statement. We're going to read this from John chapter 8, verse 12. It's just one sentence that Jesus made in the midst of this whole time that he's talking, but it's so powerful. It's so important. Jesus said this to the people. He said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you will not walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. 
Let me read that again. I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light, the light that leads to life. This was an incredibly radical statement. Incredibly radical. Picture this. Jesus is standing outside the temple, the religious uh, area for the, the people in front of everyone. He essentially said, he said, I'm the world's light. No one, no one who follows me is going to ever stumble in darkness. I have plenty of light to provide for everyone. Now, there were religious leaders who heard Jesus say this. And the religious leaders who heard him say this, they went berserk inside. They went crazy. How can you say this, they cried out. They were angry. How can you, on what authority do you have to say these words? What gives you the right to tell people to follow you? They were crying out. In their minds, they were thinking, we follow the ways of Abraham and Moses. We follow the rules as they've been taught to us. When you make such a claim that you, Jesus, you're telling us that you can lead people to a better way than what we know? How can you do that? They were angry with him. Jesus went on not just to say these words, but he went on to tell everyone that he was actually sent. He was sent from God with a purpose. And that he and God were united. That they were together. That when they see Jesus, they actually can see God. And if they didn't accept Jesus' testimony, then they were completely missing the God they claimed to love. This is one of those times when Jesus is being extremely clear, even though people were missing what he was saying. He was extremely clear. He was standing before everyone saying, I am the Son of God. I am the light of the world. And if you don't, ex if you don't accept this, you will forever be walking in spiritual darkness. This statement bothered the religious leaders so much that they wanted to arrest him right then and there. They were so mad at him. But John, a little bit later in this story, he tells us that they did not arrest him because it wasn't his time yet to be arrested. That was still to come. Now, my takeaway on this passage, on this reading, is that they hated Jesus' words so much because he was aligning himself with God in a way that no one ever had. They were so mad at him because he was aligning himself with God in a way that conveyed very clearly that he was different than any other human being that's ever walked the earth. That's why they were so mad at him. Now, C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis is an incredible author. He's written many, many books, uh, children's books, and he's also known because he is an apologist or a person who defends the Christian faith. And I love the works of C.S. Uh, Lewis. And there was a book that he wrote called Mere Christianity. And I would highly recommend it if anyone's looking for more on this topic. But uh, Mere Christianity is a great book. And Mr. Lewis wrote one of the greatest statements that I've ever heard on how to approach Jesus. And he says this. He says in his book, he says, I am trying to prevent anyone from saying the really foolish thing that people often say about Jesus. Often I hear, I'm ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. That is the one thing, the one thing that we cannot say. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things that Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on the level of a man who says he's a poached egg, or he would be the devil of hell. 
You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the Son of God, or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool, you can spit at him and kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord God. But let's not come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that option open to us. He did not intend to. When Jesus said, I am the light of the world, he is saying there are two paths in this life. One that leads to God and one that leads away from God. I am the path that leads to heaven. I am the light of the world. In your life, which path are you choosing? Does your life up to now reflect a path that is illuminated by the light, or is it a path that has been wandering around scared in darkness? Going forward from today, which path will you choose? When I was in 10th grade, God shined a light onto my path. He had shined a light onto my path, and I've been walking on that lit path for many, many years now. And I will tell you, just because the path is lit does not mean that it's easy. There are many times when I've walked on trails that, that have required great work, and they've required great conditioning of my soul. Sometimes the path is rocky, and sometimes it is smooth. But in every situation, in every one, I would rather walk a path that is lit than a path that was shrouded and covered in darkness. How about you? Which path do you want to take? For those of you who have been walking along the lit path, I hope that this message today can be an inspiration to you. I hope it's an inspiration for you to keep going and, and that you know that the light of the world will never let your foot slip in darkness. But if you've never thought of Jesus as the light of the world or accepted him as, as Lord God, like C.S. Lewis mentions in his quote, perhaps today's the day that you'd like to take your first steps upon a lit path. In Jesus Christ, we can truly understand because Jesus is the light of the world. In Christ, the darkness can never overcome the light. Darkness leads to eternal separation from God, but Jesus, our true north, he is the light of the world, and he is the one that leads us to eternal relationship and life with God. And so today I would like to close us in prayer. I'd like to ask if you are someone who knows Jesus as your true north, if you are someone who knows Jesus as uh, the light, if you are walking in the light, then would you pray with me for those who do not know that. And if you're feeling inside that this message is resonating with you today and you would like to understand more about walking with Jesus, illuminating your path, then I'd like you to pray with me uh, for these first steps in your life, trusting that Jesus is who he says that he is and that you would be encouraged as we pray together today. So would you just close your eyes with me and, and pray uh, this morning? Let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for uh, this day. I thank you, God, for this message series on True North. And in this day where we are seeking to understand how we can get from here to there, uh, Lord, we understand that you are the one that lights our path. Lord, we don't want to walk upon a darkened path. We don't want to walk upon a path that is, uh, that is uh, scary and treacherous and hard. 
Uh, Lord, we understand that the light path doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be easy. But we do know that it is so much better to walk a lightened path than one that is dark. And so, Lord God, I pray today for all those who uh, have not yet accepted uh, you as Lord God. Lord, I thank you for C.S. Lewis's words that they encourage us. And, and Lord, I pray if there are any in this room uh, that are seeking to understand this better, I pray uh, that you would uh, call them to yourself today. Lord, I pray that uh, you would forgive us for the sins that we commit against you each and every day. We know that we are not perfect, but Lord, in Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. And so, Lord, I thank you for that. I pray, God, that you would uh, just reveal to yourself to us more and more as we walk along this path, starting with today, Lord, as we walk this lightened path, that you would become more and more prevalent in our lives. And friends, if you've prayed that today, before I close this prayer, I just want to ask you to raise your hand. If this is something that you are looking for, this illuminated path more, just would you raise your hand with your eyes closed? No one's looking at you. I'm just curious to know. And that'll help me uh, understand how I can help you better. There's anyone here? Okay, thank you. Anyone else? Okay. And if you're at home today and you would like to know more about how you can walk the illuminated path, then please let us know on Facebook or send us a message. We would love to know uh, more about that today. But God, as we close this time, I just want to thank you so much uh, for giving us uh, this message. Thank you for uh, you being our true north at all times. And I pray all this today. In Jesus' name, amen. If you are at home or if you are here, I just want to let you know before you go today, if you would like to uh, understand more about this decision and uh, just understanding how God is illuminating your path, I have a book at the Guest Central that I would love to give you. So please stop by there and grab that. And if you'd like that, if you're listening to this uh, from home or from somewhere else, just text us or let us know uh, through Facebook that you would like that book and we'll, we'll get that to you. Uh, just let us know how to, how to do that. Um, but um, we are so grateful uh, that you have uh, made this decision and that you are walking along this path. Uh, my prayer is that God will keep illuminating uh, that path for you uh, more and more each and every day. Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us this day. I thank you for the blessing uh, that it is for us to know you and to trust you uh, and to see you more clearly. And Lord, I pray that uh, you would be with each and every one of us as we go about our lives uh, trusting you, learning how to walk uh, a path that is uh, more lit and less dark uh, each and every day. And we pray this today in Jesus' name. Amen.